It's not recycled in a day. Hello and welcome to Rome Was Not Recycled in a Day. Keith and Molly back for another episode that helps you to incorporate recycling more into your daily life. Molly doesn't have her line with her. I do. I just, I was listening to you. (laughs) Sorry, I'm ready. No, go. You're good. You're good. Something about daily life or something. What are we doing, Molly? Yes, we're here to discover more ways to recycle and also stay up to date on the ever-changing recycling world. And we'd love to hear from you listeners. Yes, we would. We would. We, <laughs> we would. We, uh, we have a website. We have a really cool website, I, I'd like to say. And it's got more stuff on it than it used to because it's a really cool website. Uh, yeah, so we've got the, the, the contact form that we've talked about a whole bunch on the podcast. So if you've got show ideas, if you've got feedback, if you've you got comments on you two are really corny, like get a joke book or something, uh, <laughs> or if you want to keep up with things that are too small to fit into the podcast, but are still important enough to talk about, we've got a blog now, Molly. Sweet. Yeah. How cool is that? Um, it doesn't have much yet, but it will. So keep an eye on the blog. You can just go to Rome was not recycled in a day.com where you can check out the blog. You can check out the contact form. And if you missed a past episode, they're all still there for your listening pleasure. Yes, indeed. But speaking of listening pleasure, well, actually, not exactly listening pleasure. No, um, that was a <laughs> bad segue. segue. But speaking of, of it, you know, it's it's the time of year when people are spending more time outside with yeah. outdoor pleasure. See, yes. I told you it was a bad segue. <laughs> I'm with you, though. I'm with you. But it's it's summertime. And, Hooray. And it's been summertime longer in some places than it has others. But... Uh, I was going to say this is part of the Recycling Rome Room by Room series because it's about my favorite room that isn't a room. It's the backyard. Yes. Or the patio, just something outdoors. Outdoor, so nice. Get outside, get some fresh air, and, and, and do something good for the environment while you're enjoying the environment. Ooh, I like and, that. And do it, do it very well and lovingly for the earth. So what kind of recycling challenges do we run into in the backyard molly so keith let's start with cushions and seats Uh, do you have any pillows on your front or back lawn we do we do we have we have cushions on on our our back porch which we try to remember to bring in during the pollen season so that they don't get gross uh and we used to store them in an outdoor cube until one time molly our uh, one of our kiddos, who shall remain nameless to protect the innocent, uh, spilled some of his dessert on the cushion. We didn't notice until a few days later Ew. we went to get the cushions out. And guess what was crawling all over them? Uh, so, now. yeah, it was, it was ants all over the place. They were having a picnic, yeah. pun intended. So what, what, what can you do when your cushions get so gross that you can't keep them anymore? 
Okay, so this is a big problem for me because there was there is not and there was not an easy solution while I was looking this up. Um, so the cushions, like you said, if pollen gets on the fabric part, it can also get deep into the foam part, as can different types of tiny bugs that you can't see. Yeah. So like re- cutting off the fabric or unzipping the fabric and recovering the foam is not a great option because there might be infestation of you something. You don't know who's right? living in there. Yeah, something's living in there. Um, a friend of mine shared that he tried to burn his as a teenager. Like they put light, lighting, what is that, fluid? That uh, lighting fluid? Is that, What's that called? Yeah. That you roll yeah. with? They yeah. wrote their names in their cushions and then they lit them on fire thinking that would be real fun and a great way to get rid of it. Well, that doesn't work. So don't do that. You oh, can't burn them. Um, I can't even imagine what that releases into the air with all exactly. of the different polymers they put in those. Yeah, gross. Air quality. Yeah. Um, putting them in the landfill has been the go-to option. I have no idea how long it takes that foam to break down. And I don't know what different companies allow in that foam. So I don't know if it's mostly plastic origin or if it's more cotton, wool, down, you know, I don't know. So the more natural it came from, the quicker it will break down in the landfill. Um, the one option I did see, and listeners, we would love to hear from you, creative ways that you have solved this problem. But one website suggested that you find a pet shelter and you take your cushions there because sometimes um, they can spray it with whatever to make the bugs go away that's okay for a pet that doesn't poison the pet. Or maybe there's some palliative care going on where you just need a cushion for a little while. Um, But I thought that was a great reusable solution, but I'm not sure what the pet shelter would do when they were finished with the foam cushions. That's really cool, though. So they could use it for bedding or things like that? Exactly. Um, But that that was my favorite, but ish solution. So I don't know. So we we need some solution there. Right. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'd actually love to hear some more ideas because I'm sure there's a gazillion creative things to do with old, old cushions. So please head over to the website and share those and you could, you could be a celebrity on the next episode when we talk. Yes, we will highlight you. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, so we're done sitting on the on the cushions now. Now it's time to get up and do some work. So if we're going to cut the grass, how do y'all cut the grass at your house, Keith? Um, I'm ashamed to say we we hire somebody who comes in with his louder than a freight train lawn tractor uh, to <laughs> yeah. You, you, so you're investing in a small business. You're supporting. You are investing in a small business who is investing in using up petroleum to. Uh, do noise pollution in the neighborhood. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some options here. Um, always good to invest in local business, of course. Thumbs up to that. Um, also good to move away from petroleum-based lawn tools, even though those tend to be the strongest, the quickest, the fastest, the easiest, um, which is tends to be how we approach lawn care, which that's a cultural thing that we can work on individually is slowing down and maybe enjoying it a little bit. You know, you, know, um, you, you stop and stop and smell the roses while you're mowing. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There are also um, push mowers that have exposed blades. So uh, careful, careful there. We used to have one of those and I almost cut my thumb off. So oh, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, those are real sharp and they're kind of hard to get going. But once they get going, it's great. And you can adjust the level of um, the height of the blade so that you can have really tall grass at the end or really short grass at the end. Um, 
it's also great to put a teenager behind one of those because it's, you know, get some muscle behind it and get your angst out. I don't know. And they don't run out of gas and the motor doesn't break and the starter no motor, doesn't break. No and... gas. Easy to store. Yeah. Um, and if you store them in a shed, then less rust and it lasts longer. So but thumbs up to push I'm not able to, to push that, what, what are my other options? So another option might be to get a lawnmower that uses a rechargeable battery. So the battery is pretty large. Um, it's probably as big as like both of your fists put together. And you charge that indoors um, or in your garage. Um, and you can rotate that battery with the same brand weed eater and blower. So at our house, we have a Husqvarna and we have two batteries. So we keep those batteries charged in the house. And then when it's time to cut the grass, the lawnmower takes both batteries. So you have to use both of those and you have to time it. Of course, you know, slow down, smell the roses. Um, you can only cut the grass as long as the batteries last, unless you want to invest in four batteries, but we have not. But once those two batteries are used up from cutting the grass, then you can charge them again. And it takes a couple hours to charge them. And then the blower only requires one battery and the weed eater only one battery also. So, and these are more small scale yards. So we wouldn't do like a couple of acres with these batteries. So if you have a smallish, mediumish type yard, this might be a great option for you to not need uh, oil, petroleum, whatever the two phase motor additive you add to the gas, like all the things you wouldn't need that. You would just need the rechargeable battery. And what a nice excuse to take a forced break on a hot summer day. Oh, darn, my battery's dead. I'll have to go inside for a little while and charge it. What a metaphor, right? Yeah. Go charge your own battery, have some lemonade. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, <laughs> now, there's a lot of people that, that just let those clippings. You mentioned the blower. Um, I'm guessing you're talking as much about blowing the leaves as blowing the clippings. Clippings, leaves, branches. What um, about the people that don't want to just let those clippings fly or that other yard waste fly? What if they want to get, get it out of there? Is that, that takes us to our next item. Yes, the bagging of the yard waste. So the, the one that breaks my heart the most is when I drive around and I see these tall kitchen garbage bags or the black construction bags that are used for construction waste um, that are really thick. And they're full of leaves and branches. And so that's going to go to the landfill. And then once the plastic breaks down in a couple hundred years, then the leaves and sticks and stuff will be free to biodegrade, right? So plastic bags are no bueno. We don't prefer those. No, Um, no plastic. No plastic. No plastic bags, please. So they do make paper bags and biodegradable bags at a price. So... Another heartbreak with our entire podcast is that it costs so much to take care of the earth. And um, that's what we want to influence some change around is that we want the infrastructure of the city to be where it's either free or you get a reward for recycling. So if whoever does your waste management and picks up your trash, if they also left you biodegradable bags to put your yard waste in or you had a separate yard waste bin and a separate company that would come just get yard waste and start to compost that in some way. Uh, what do you think, Keith? I, I think that's a, a great idea. And I, I, I think some cities actually provide those biodegradable bags at a reduced uh, price uh, and will only pick up yard waste if it's, if it's in them. So I encourage uh, our listeners to check things out with, with their 
local waste pickup and and see if they have any options like that. Uh, usually, totally usually if they do, they make it quite apparent because they're going to yell and scream and say, "Don't put your yard waste out in an old plastic bag because we're not going to take it here. Buy this instead, or or take this instead because you're already." paying for it with your tax dollars exactly we just want to shift a little bit of where those dollars are going absolutely absolutely so So after you bag up all your clippings in the most responsible way and you want to take a break and sit down on your patio furniture or your backyard furniture and you realize it's broken or old or outdated or not a good fit what do you do oh so much for a nice relaxing rest what am i going to do with that patio furniture so a this lot of a patio furniture is plastic yeah, um, or has a plastic component. Yeah. So say you have a plastic frame, but a fabric seat, or you have a steel frame, but a plastic seat, you know, that there's some combinations of different ones. So usually I see people put their broken patio furniture on the curb and just wait for race, waste collection to get it without any thought to where did these materials come from and where are they going? Yeah. And per our conversation about how expensive it is to recycle, our trusty and loving company, TerraCycle, TerraCycle.com, we'll have this in the show notes. Um, they have an outdoor furnishings zero waste pallet. Ooh. Bag. Pallet. Pallet. Yeah. What, what is pallet. this pallet? How, how big is this pallet? It's about three feet wide. Oh, my. Or three, you know, three, what would you say? Three feet square? It's yeah, cube. three, right. Three feet by so three a, feet by three feet or something? Yes. Okay. So, so big cube. Okay. And in it, you can put broken patio chairs. You can put grills that are broken or are not usable. Um, you can put little tables. You can put broken umbrellas. It looks like there is a. They have a whole list of what can go in that pallet. So, and and maybe if you only have a few items, but it's important to you to dispose of them well, maybe you could get together with a few neighbors and y'all could split the cost because uh-huh. it cost a thousand dollars three hundred and seventy three. So I should say a thousand three hundred and seventy three dollars. You That's know, after the thousand, the three seventy three is a drop in the bucket. So yeah, seriously. Oh. So, so yes, but if you think about the size of that pallet and they have to transport it. And it could weigh, I mean, if you put a couple of grills in there, that would weigh significantly. So we want to pay for the transportation of it and the proper disposal or reusing. Well, and And it can't be easy for TerraCycle to get rid of that stuff either. So, yeah, I can can see why it's expensive. So we want to pay people a fair wage. We want to offset the carbon footprint. Like, the cost is is justified when you think about it, but to look at that and say, oh, I could just either put it on the curb and my city doesn't care – or I could be responsible and pay a bunch of money. So there's there's a moral and a fiscal issue and it just hurts my heart. So I don't know. I, I think know. the answer, Molly, is to take that $1,373 and put it toward buying some furniture made out of more easily disposable materials when it finally does break. Wood, metal, no plastic. Good call. So make your investment at the front end. And you won't have to pay at the at the back end. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yes. Okay, so we've 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 now got a nice, comfortable seat on our our paid for upfront uh, patio furniture, and it's it's time to water that lawn that we've we've just finished mowing. Exactly. So if you sit in your new, awesome, sustainable, environmentally friendly 
patio furniture so and you're having a sip of water. Right? So comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm you realize happy. that your grass looks a little thirsty and uh, maybe your flowers, uh -oh. maybe your garden. So we are one of the few countries in the whole world that uses water that we drink to feed and water our lawns. So, so like the faucet water that we would fill in a cup, maybe the same water that's coming out of our hose pipe. So that's something to think about is how do we be more responsible about like gray water? So if we use certain detergents and certain soaps, then maybe that water can be used into the lawn. Um, a lot of cities offer rain barrels and DIY rain bar barrel workshops, and you can attach a rain barrel to your drain pipe. And when the water drains from your gutters, it goes into the rain barrel and you have a store of water there with a hose attached. You can use that water to water your grass and save wow. the drinkable water for drinking. Wow, that is that is good reuse because it's it's fallen from the sky and it's it's going to soak into the ground anyway. So exactly, why not catch it and put it where it needs to be to water all your all your greenery outside? And there are a bunch of websites that make like really cool fancy rain barrels all the way down to turn your trash can into a rain barrel. So it's not an impossible or super super expensive option to store water. Um, you should read through the FAQs like. Some people, some people's rain barrel experiences have gone terribly wrong. So uh, definitely read about it. If you have any questions, you can send them to the website or the blog. Um, let us know what you think. But to be more mindful of where our water comes from and where the water is going and also how we hydrate ourselves, that it's just helpful to think about as a responsible human being. Yeah, it all comes down to thinking about all the things that are coming out of the earth and where they're going, what we're doing with them. Yes. I, I, my, I, I, there's a reason in reduce, reuse, recycle, that recycle comes last. There is such a reason. And there's a reason, too, that they have added refuse as the first thing. Just think about if you really need it. Wow. Because if you don't, then just like if, yeah. you, if you get a drink in the drive-thru and they hand you a straw and you can say, oh, thanks. Anyway, I don't need the straw. Yep. Refusing the straw is the first step. Or refusing the plastic patio furniture. Refuse the plastic patio. There refuse you go. The refuse the plastic it. bag for your yard clippings. There like you go. Refuse it. Send your city a quick little email and say, hey, I live in this neighborhood. We would love it if this could change or this could change. Let me know. My backyard is looking really uh, <laughs> green. <laughs> so corny uh, i know like i said we need we need a joke book please send in your joke books people please oh this, this is great this is great so so this makes yeah. me thirsty and it makes me want to go hang out in my backyard uh you know i'm gonna go get mine cleaned up and then do exactly that uh after i find a place to to sit with the cushions that we never mind had to throw yeah. away yeah <laughs> oh my goodness all right. Well, I, I think I think we've got some things to think about here for the backyard. And again, please send in ideas for what to do with those those cushions because it's so hard to figure that out. It is. So thank you, Keith. Thank you, Molly. And in the meantime, refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle. That's hard to say. That's a lot. Rome was not recycled in a day. And we will see you all next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.
has been a production of Moose Crossing Studios.